This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. I'm sure you know how we roll this season, but if you're new to the show, it is winner stays on. Only the most profitable handicapper on the week will be invited back for the following show. If they lose the challenge, they're to the back of the queue and they don't get paid until they are back on. There is real jeopardy, therefore, for our tipsters this season. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me to give us his picks and assess the selections from our challengers who'll go head to head. Steve, glad to be back to club football after the international break. All seems to come up very quickly after the start of the European season. I'm really glad that club football's back. I didn't have a great time over the international break, Dan. I went, uh, I think, two and four on my selections on the Bet Rivers shows. Uh, don't even mention Armenia to me again. <laughs> um, you know, I was even having missed penalties against me and everything like that. So, um, yeah, international football. I love it. I actually love international football. I love the tournaments, but the qualifying events and not always my cup of tea. So I'm really pleased that domestic club football is back at the high levels. Head-to-head this week for the challenge. We have got defending champion, top American handicapper RJ, who needed a late double from Benjamin Sheshko to cash an overs bet in Leipzig's winner, Union Berlin, to claim the title from professional better Will White. RJ, you left it late a fortnight ago. Two goals, what, in the last six minutes or so got you the title? Yeah, that's correct. That was a bit of a sweat, uh, but came through. Uh, I owe I owe that gentleman a a, a a beer if I ever see him. I likely won't, but uh, <laughs> if he hears this or sees this some some way down the line, a beer's on me. But yeah, it was uh, it was tough. Um, and you know, I think I've seen a lot of late goals, and thankful for a, a bit of extra time there, right, to to push that over the top. But uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Glad international break is over. I took a complete break to be to be honest. I went on a little. Uh, Holiday, as you call, a little vacation, and uh, I'm ready to go. Back at it. Where'd you go? I went to Nashville. Oh right, okay, lovely. Yep. Yep. Did, well, playing playing a bit of guitar and that sort of thing, or just yeah, watching? a little bit. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Incidentally, shout out to VotballBetBlog.nl who uh, highlighted Sheshko as well when we put our uh, selections up for the international break because um, he did cash for followers i know he's got a new blog up there as well so he's one of my 113 followers so i thought i'd just give him a shout out via twitter (laughs) um so it is rj versus rory barlow spanish football journalist and editor of football espana Uh, rory was our loser on match day one uh definitely not bitter even though rory you did message me earlier this week still talking about how barcelona should have been given a penalty in the hetafe game but apparently it's something that uh, the spanish fa who are getting used to apologising a lot these days, apologised for. Rory, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. That was the early days of uh, Spanish apologies from the Federation. I'm sure they'd be delighted to be back onto refereeing controversy next week, um, which they may well do because they do have quite a habit 
of uh, messing up, for want of a better word, some of the decisions and uh, VAR. But uh, yeah, back fresh, uh, looking forward to the show. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back on with you all. Now, quick thought from all of you when it comes to players uh, coming back from international duty and therefore teams. Uh, I looked at just a couple of English Premier League teams earlier. Man United had 14 players away. Spurs had 13, I think 11 players played, got minutes. I mean, when you're looking at teams who have had an awful lot of players out and teams that maybe have had two or three or four starters playing, say, South American qualifiers have come back late. Do you look at those clubs and think, I'm just going to not go near them? Or is there an angle? Um, Get your, your thoughts on that one, Steve, you first. I personally believe this is the hardest weekend of perhaps the whole season to predict. And you will often find some really random results this round because you've got the combination of players being all over the world from international duty in combination with... um, We just had a massive transfer window end. So we've had players going in and out of clubs and you've got this concoction... Um, and put it together, and I think it can really lead to trouble for Bettles if you're not careful. This this weekend especially, we are going to see things this particular weekend across the whole of Europe, across the whole of the world, and we're gonna. I can guarantee you there'll be some results, and we'll be like, where on earth did they get that performance from? Team X have suddenly changed from this system to that this that, that system there. You know, a team that suddenly looked really good before that international window suddenly looks terrible randomly. These are, this is really choppy waters, this this round, Dan. Um, and I think you've got to, if you've got the information, you can find out stuff about international players, how much they've played, the travelling. Yeah, it's all great. But my general word of advice for anyone listening or watching is absolutely tread carefully. Maybe even reduce your stakes a little bit this weekend. I think it's even harder than, say, after a winter break. RJ, the calendar can be challenging for teams, players as well as betters. Obviously, we've got the Champions League coming up, of course, next week as well. The group stage is kicking off. What are your thoughts about this particular match week? Yeah, I agree with Steve. It's very challenging. You have you know players traveling uh, extra, right? So there's that added travel. There's added fatigue from, from the matches they played in and then just right back into it. And then some teams in their, in their Champions League shortly after this match, match week. So... Um, it, it's extremely challenging. It, it definitely adds fatigue to lineups. There's probably going to be a little bit of rotation this weekend, especially teams going into the Champions League next week. Um, and then you got to look at injuries too that happen in the international break. I um, fortunately or unfortunately uh, have a have a play that we'll we'll talk about shortly where there was some uh, serious injuries um, affecting a team. And you know I don't typically base uh, my selections on you know or worry about players necessarily that were in the international break because obviously there's other players I think that can contribute but uh, it does have an impact and like Steve said I would consider lowering the stake this weekend especially with uh, with just the added uh, dynamic here. Uh, Rory, obviously Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atleti as well. I can imagine that the training grounds are pretty empty. I mean, even when you go down to 21s and 19s and 17s, you know, the, the whole squad, the whole academy is going to be away playing some sort of international players. Is it a, a good time to get with the lesser lights that, that perhaps haven't got the amount of players on international duty? Is it a thing in Spain? How do you approach it? 
Yeah, very much a thing in Spain. In fact, they call it the FIFA virus whenever they go away and they come back, <laughs> especially around this time of year, because, uh, yeah, you tend to get players go down, you tend to get fatigue, players getting injured kind of early on in these games. They've not quite come back and got into the dynamic or their usual kind of fitness patterns. And for Real Madrid and Barcelona, like you say, it is like a huge factor for them. Quite often, as you say, you'll have kind of B teams and the first team combined, you'll have six, seven youngsters in tra uh, training for the last couple of weeks. But um, especially this weekend, you look at Barcelona and Real Madrid, they face Real Betis and Real Sociedad, who are no mugs. These are teams that are competing for the Champions League places every year now. So, so yeah, they've got a hard one to come back to. Um, Atleti as well, Rodrigo de Paoli looks like he might have a wee bit of a niggle coming back from Argentina. And he's just been in La Paz, 3,000 feet above uh, sea level, kind of uh, bursting for air, trying to trying to suck in the big ones against Bolivia. So, uh, so yeah, it, it does have a major impact, certainly in Spain at least. So take all that into consideration uh, when you're playing this weekend across the European leagues. This is the European show. It is, of course, head-to-head. -head. Rules are simple. Two picks from our challenges. Whoever makes the most profit with their picks stays on for next week's head-to-head -head battle. If the profit or the loss is the same, then Nigel Seeley will decide who got the bad B and declare a winner. RJ is our defending champion, so gets to go first. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Saturday for Leipzig against Augsburg, where we go first. Uh, Leipzig have drifted a little bit. They're still very, very short price favorites. The minus 455 fee with Augsburg plus 1,100 and the draw plus 575. Um, you went with Leipzig for goals last time RJ got you the title you are going in again here however more goals are needed explain the first pick for us yeah so looking at over 3.5 at, at minus 105 here um obviously Leipzig will be hoping that international break hasn't uh you know changed their form uh although you know coming up big wins against Stuttgart Union Berlin uh in the first last two weeks um, international break has not been friendly to them. Uh, as I kind of hinted to in the beginning here, Danny Almo picked up a knee injury while playing for Spain. I think he's going to be out at least a few weeks. And then they also lost captain Willie Orban, uh, for 10 weeks or around 10 weeks with both of them picking up knee injuries. So those two big blows, uh, especially seeing Almo, uh, netted, uh, five goals in four matches so far to start the year for Leipzig. So, it's bad news for Leipzig. I, I still think they have plenty of talent around to to, to find the back of the net. I mean, there's, they're, they're loaded with talent, in my opinion. I picked them to finish uh, top three outside of uh, Bayern in, in the future show. So, obviously, that's good news for Augsburg, who are winless in their last 13 head-to-heads, and they've conceded 27 goals in that process. I don't typically rely on the last four or five years to me, but uh, it's just something to note. And obviously, you know, the, the fan pressure is behind them, right? They have to get, get some points here. Um, they need to grow together. The, the, the injuries Leipzig are facing um, with a desperate Augsburg side set up, in my opinion, for an open goal-friendly type of match. Um, Leipzig has seen 14 goals in their first three matches Augsburg have seen 16 in their first three matches uh, combined that is for and against and looking ahead to Leipzig um, Leipzig <laughs> Leipzig play the young boys on Tuesday in the Champions League so there's that at stake as well so they're down a couple heavy hitters we'll call them they have Champions League to look ahead to um, 
Zavi Simmons is probably going to be the guy to step up, in my opinion, for Leipzig. I mean, it's it's fairly, you know, one one could assume that. Uh, he's been ve- playing very well. And Leipzig have scored at least two goals in their last eight matches, while Augsburg have conceded at least twice in their last six uh, consecutive Bundesliga matches. So it's a bit of a risk. Um, maybe this line might drift down a little bit because of these notable injuries to over 3.25. Uh, but at the time of this recording and, and where we stand, I still like the look of goals, even with injuries, international break, Champions League, all that. It's one of my uh, favorite plays. And to be fair, I didn't like too many plays this weekend in the top leagues. Over three and a half goals. He has just been nudged out to even money, incidentally. If you've been backing over two and a half in Leipzig's games over the course of last season and this, you're in profit to the tune of five points to level stakes and over three and a half this season to just shy of two points, two from three so far. Steve, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, Leipzig got RJ out of jail and indeed the title last time out. Can they push the boat out and get four or more in their game against Augsburg combined? Yeah, I've been having a look at this match in detail and RJ's actually surprised me a bit by taking this pick. This is not a typical RJ pick. He's, a, he's an overs man, but typically he's not someone who goes much higher than the 3.25 goal line since I've known RJ. And mm-hmm. um, I think I would have been all over this pick before the international break. But as RJ said, the Ol- Olmo injury is bad news. Um, he's looked brilliant, hasn't he? I think mm-hmm. he's, it just suits him perfectly. It's a massive blow for them this month. They've got some big fixtures uh, as you said there, Dan, they're, as, as RJ said, they're away against um, young boys in midweek Champions League. The Orban injury as well. They've had tons of players on international duty. Absolutely tons. I think we might get a bit of a disjointed Leipzig performance here. I like Augsburg plus two Asian handicap in this game. I think that's a, a pretty good bet. I think they can keep it close. Worth noting that Leipzig have had a massive expected goals over achievement this season, nearly a five-goal overachievement already, although they do have some great individual players. Ooh, it's a touch-and-go one, isn't it? Um, mm. I mean, I would, you wouldn't get me betting unders in either of these teams' games, I'll say that. You wouldn't get me betting unders full stop either, but um, there's certainly some danger signs. And I, I do wonder, you know, if you if you think Leipzig are going to have a good win here, would, would, would taking their team total over two and a half goals at minus 130 be something to consider and if you like Augsburg to to do to contribute then you could even take them at minus 143 just to score a goal so there's options if for, for the betters here um but uh, you know as i said at the start of the show it's it's a dangerous dangerous round for all for all uh, betters we're going over three and a half that's rj's pick let's get rory's first pick on the board we go to spain naturally valencia atletico madrid a little bit of price moving here as well atleti were backed in uh, yesterday, I've drifted out again today. They're plus one on four, shade over even money at the moment. Valencia uh, plus 300. Atleti, we've sort of danced around saying that they're dark horses for the title. They've started well. They're plus 900 for La Liga. Uh, Rory, they put seven past Rio last time out. I mean, Diego Simeon has been furious with his team scoring seven last time out. What's going <laughs> on there? Probably kept them behind for defensive We don't talk about that game on here, Dan, after my selection. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Don't mention it to Steve. Uh, Rory, uh, talk us through this one. What's the pick? Yeah, I've gone pretty straight down the middle. Just that Letty to win. It was plus 102 when I backed it, plus 104 now, as you say. And uh, to be honest, I'm pretty astounded that they're anything near even money because if you look at the two teams on paper, just in terms of pure quality, 
there's an absolute gulf in class here. If you look at what they've put on paper so far in terms of performances, I think there's a gulf too. I mean, Atleti dropped points away to Betis, nil-nil. It was a tough game. They probably could have nicked that one as well, but Betis has a tough place to go. You don't just kind of walk, waltz in there and get results. You look at Valencia, they started off pretty well. They did punch Sevilla in the mouth. They beat them 2-1 away from home and they got a second victory. But dropping points to Osasuna, they lost to Osasuna at home. It was a late kind of winner for them. But they also lost away to Alaves. And that one really informs this pick for me as well because Valencia are a side that at Mestalla, at home, which they are in this game, they can cause trouble for any side, particularly the kind of raucous atmosphere. This is a club that now... Even though there's trouble with the ownership, I think they're very much behind Ruben Baraja, who saved them from relegation last season. They've got a lot of young players, a young, talented squad. But uh, yeah, you look at Atleti, they're just too good for them, in my view. And uh, as I say, I was shocked that they're coming in from kind of an even money perspective. You look at Atleti kind of had their game cancelled against Sevilla last time out. It was rained off. So that international break, that impact that that has I think it'll be a little bit less for Atleti because their players have had an extra week's rest from everyone else and so they'll be coming back into it a little bit fresher and I just think there's a good vibe around Atleti right now I think they're confident Alvaro Morata scoring hat-tricks for Spain so even though we kind of have an an extra glass of skepticism whenever he's kind of involved he's maybe not a bad pick to look at and uh, I was kind of had my mind palace whirring over this one I was looking at plus one uh, over 1.5 as well Plus one for free when I was looking at it. That's a pretty good price as well. I think uh, Atleti will probably be good for two goals, but played it a little bit safer with just Atleti straight down the middle, plus 102 or plus 104, sorry. Uh, that's the pick from uh, Rory. It's the 10.15 a.m. kickoff uh, Eastern time. Atleti to beat Valencia. Um, Atleti have won five of the last six meetings. Uh, Steve, what's your thoughts on this one? We were speaking off air earlier today and it's difficult to get away wins on the ball, but this one to me looks pretty solid. I think it's quite hard to argue because I think a fairer price would probably be around minus 125 on Athletic Madrid here. So um, it's just a question. I mean, they haven't played for a while, have they? Because their most recent match got postponed. So there's certainly not much of a form book as such. Um, obviously, there's players that have been involved internationally. Valencia got off to a hot start, but then they've kind of faded a little bit. Um, there's a ridiculous head-to-head here by the way, that Valencia have not beaten Atletico Madrid in their last 16 La Liga matches. How is that even possible? <laughs> I mean, these two... I mean, Valencia have been quite good in that period as well, by the way, as well. They're not just bad. So it's obviously a fixture Atletico Madrid like to get themselves up for, for whatever reason. They've um, Two of their last three wins at this stadium have been by a 1-0 margin. And, you know, you wouldn't put them past... Winning by that exact score again, would you, knowing this manager, knowing the way they play? But one thing I will say is after I completely got um, embarrassed by them in that uh, pick, in that Real Vicano match, I am taking them very, very seriously this season. I mean, that is not Atletico Madrid sort of win, is it? So, I, I yeah, this is a plus money on, on, on the visitors here. Um, you know, it does look good. I'm not a big fan of, of backing away teams on, you know, as a favourite too often. But um, they do look, they may well challenge for the title this season. Who knows? Uh, now then, each week, uh, Steve picks out a lively plus money selection across the European leagues. Uh, Steve, you sided against Hoffenheim a fortnight ago. But this time you are playing Hoffenheim. It is your pick away at 
Cologne, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Saturday. Kickoff, took us through your hot dog. Well, yeah, Hoffenheim did did my doing with them last time, but fair play to them. They they put up a good performance against Wolfsburg, which I think that's quite a good win because Wolfsburg have been in, in terrific form themselves to start this season off with. With Hoffenheim, you, you know they've got goals in them. They will they will concede goals as well, but uh, offensively, for me, they're much better than Cone. And mm. um, we said in the outright show, I'm glad RJ's here, actually, because I'm sure he's been keeping tabs on Cone. Um, I think they're very, very opposable because I don't think they've got many goals in them, Dan. They've, they've netted just twice so far. They've got the lowest XG in the Bundesliga of any team, 3.09 in three games. That's really, really low for German Bundesliga standards. So they've, to use the old phrase that they are toothless in attack, it may only take one goal to beat them. And I'm, a re- I'm surprised that Hoffenheim are the clear underdog here at plus Plus one ninety with better. They're rivers. drifting, yeah. The plus two oh five now. Mm, I mean, I I don't know if there's some team news that's come in late recently that's making a difference here, but I am very happy to be betting against Cone in in home or away at the moment, especially at home where fans get frustrated, don't they? If you're not scoring goals, Hoffenheim have definitely got the better offense in here. So it just I just it just look more of a pick'em game. It should be drawn over bet each. Um, maybe even Hoffenheim the slight favourites because. I, I got a good feeling that uh, RJ's relegation bet on Cone might well have some legs, you know, this season. He's on a big price. And so far, we haven't seen much to suggest they're going to be very good this season. So very, very much worth opposable um, at uh, plus 190 on the nose here for Hoffenheim, a much more confident team um, against uh, a side that struggles to score goals down. Good stuff. That's the uh, plus money lively outsider that Steve's likes uh, when it comes to this weekend's European leagues. Let's get to uh, RJ's second pick for the challenge. We go Sunday, 2.45 uh, p.m. Uh, Lyon against uh, Lave. Uh, Lyon, our favourites here. Laurent Blanc's departed. They've had a shocking start to the season. Uh, RJ, you've got you've got manager incoming news for us, but uh, uh, a new coach that's not going to be in the dugout at the weekend. Uh, talk us through your your play here. Uh, yes, Dan, thank you. Leon versus Lahav, uh, over 2.75 goals at minus 113. Uh, I certainly picked two plays that has quite a bit of uh, uniqueness behind them. I will say that. Um, so if you're uh, <clears throat> shying away from risk, these, these plays are a little bit challenging, but um, I think the best thing that could have happened to Leon was the international break, right? Bottom of the league on table, extremely hungry for points. Uh, in fact, just one point in the first four matches, three goals, four, and a league high ten allowed. They face Lahav, uh, who have pretty have been pretty strong scoring, uh, two in each of their away matches so far against Rennes and Montpellier. Lacazette will be returning to the lineup from his red card that he uh, that he had against um, uh, I think two matches ago, three matches ago now, and uh, news around Leon. So as of last night. Uh, according to uh, Fabrizio Romano, uh, Lyon are set, and it's already been approved. They're set to appoint uh, Fabio Grasso as the new manager. Uh, for those who don't know, Fabio Grasso was the coach of Frozenone over the last year, who promoted them from Serie B to Serie A in the Italian uh, top division. So he was also the a Brescia, a Brescia manager uh, back in 2007-2009. So you know, despite promoting them, he left the club over this last season. 
He's going to be announced next Monday. He's going to be in the stands over the weekend for their match. Um, I, I think, you know, he's got a tall task ahead of him. I think he's probably, I, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before the show. I think anytime you bring in a new coach, uh, you get the different vibe, right? The team, the team gets maybe a little bit more amped up. Uh, you want to play stronger for this new coach. Maybe they're just setting their ways with the previous coach and, and this is what they needed, right? Because typically this side isn't this poor. I mean, having Lacazette back is going to be a help for them. They have the talent. They're pretty, they're pretty deep. And I think I'm, I, I like both teams to score here, right? I, I, I looked at that. The price was too, was too low, but I expect the Harv to get on the board I could see it. I could see them winning this match two to one. To be fair, maybe even maybe even a two two type match, but over two point seven five at minus one thirteen stood out to me. And even with the coaching carousel that's happening, um, I'm still looking at the away side to contribute. Oh, I love that phrase, coaching carousel. And new manager bounce is it a thing, Steve? Roy, get Rory's thoughts first on that one, and we'll get Steve's reaction to the play and his thoughts on a new manager bounce. I mean, this is going to come up all season, every other weekend. I mean, if you're a you know bet, betting a, a team, they've got a new coach. Is it a tick in the right box, or doesn't it matter? I think it, you have to be kind of aware of what you're betting on, what you're looking at, which team and how the manager has left. But generally, I would say there is a bounce. Um, generally, things are going wrong if the manager's gone and the team is pretty annoyed, uh, unhappy. People are frustrated. New coach comes in. You've got a new boss. You don't know if he's uh, unbearable or you don't know if he's great. So you're happy to be play nice. You work as hard as you can. You do everything you can to impress him. So, yeah, I do think new boss is, a, is always a good route to follow down. Um, provided there's there's not kind of a, a catch in the tail somewhere where the boss has been taken out for reasons that aren't quite footballing. Mm. Mm. I wonder if we've got a new boss instead of Nigel Seeley, whether we'd all have a little bit of a bounce. Let's not ask <laughs> Nigel that. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve. Uh, uh, well, new manager bounce, is it a thing or is it not a thing? Or what do you make of RJ's pick? Um, new manager bounce is, I think, a very individual uh, thing. It, it, certain clubs it works, certain clubs it doesn't work. Often, just forget the new manager. It's like the old manager's gone. Now, right now, and me and RJ were in discussion off air, um, we've got a coaching trio taking charge of, of Leon this weekend. Jeremy Brechet, Jean-Francois Villet, and Sonny Anderson. So for those who... What, the old Brazilian striker? Yeah, yeah. Strike. I thought you might remember that one, Dan. Um, but um, so that was... And I think what they've done there is is certainly at least one club legend who might just rile the fans up again because the last time at home, of course, everyone's seen this on Twitter everywhere. The Leon fans got a good dressing down. Um, sorry, the Leon, play, Leon players got a good dressing down from the Rome fans. Humiliation. So they're going to want to respond here, Leon. But I, I just don't know... I don't have a clue which version of them is going to show up. So in terms of the bet, what, are we over 2.75 goals here, RJ? Over um, 2.75, yep. Yeah, that's, that's the bet, isn't it? So if the if the Leon we've seen in the first few rounds shows up, that's going to cover easily. Um, La Havre last year were under central in League 2. 15 out of 19 away games were under 2.5. They only conceded 10 goals on the road. Uh, so far this year, League 1 offences have found them out a bit. I do wonder if in, in that international break, whether the manager, Luca Esner, has might have worked on that defence. He won't be happy conceding so many goals, even though they did have a clean sheet last time out. I, I think the away side uh, could get a result here. Plus mm. 0.75 handicaps are one to consider. Even Le Havre on the nose at 4-1. to one. 
you could do worse. So I don't know. I mean, this could end. This could end anything, really, couldn't it? Just depends how Leon respond to um, this this manager bounce. Um, it, but they haven't defended well, so I, I think there's a good case for the overs, really. Over two point seven five goals at minus one one three for RJ for the second pick. Rory, your second pick. We back to Spain, Granada, Girona. It's a three o'clock kickoff Eastern on Monday. Thanks for making uh, scheduling the show easy again for us, Rory. So we've got to wait till Monday night European <laughs> time to, to find out who's who's going to be on the show on Thursday. Uh, so appreciate that. Um, what's the pick here? I mean, Girona have started really well, haven't they? I mean, we know they're a, I don't say a feeder club, part of the Man City group, but um, they've started really well. Uh, one of five unbeaten teams in La Liga. What's uh, What's the play here? Yeah, I like a bit of suspense on my Monday, Dan. So um, <laughs> I'm hoping I at least make it to the Monday uh, with all things going well. But I've gone Girona. They're second in the table. They're going very well. Girona to win or draw, plus over one and a half goals. That was at minus 124 when I was looking at. Incidentally, and I think my kind of reasoning behind this will kind of inform uh, this maybe slight lean. Over two and a half comes back at plus 200, which was something that I really, really liked the look of, but uh, went a little bit safer. Granada have conceded 12 in their four games so far. They've scored seven. There's been a lot of goals in their games. Uh, they're lacking a little bit of a finisher, but still managing to score goals. Um, they've got a couple of good creative players. Brian Zaragoza is a really interesting kind of live wire, tiny wee attacker. He likes to go at the fences. So they are creating chances. But with Granada, so far, the problem has been a bit of short blanket syndrome. If they're going forward and scoring goals, they're generally not covering themselves at the back. And if they are covering themselves at the back, they're generally struggling up front. So um, I think Girona are, are a better team. They're comfortable. They're, I think I was speaking on a different podcast and I was saying... If How dare team, you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, punting myself out here. But uh, if... Uh, there's one team that's playing the closest thing to total football in Spain right now. It is Girona because they're all so comfortable on the ball. They don't mind switching positions. They don't mind rotating around. Three wins and a draw from them. The teams that they played, Hatafe, can be a tough pill to swallow. They also Sociedad, Sevilla, not bad sides. And they beat Las Palmas last weekend as well. So I, I just think Girona are slightly adjusting a little bit. They lost Tati Castellanos. He went to Lazio, but they've got Sigankov, who's a really fun player. Sabio, young Brazilian uh, winger, has just come in. He looks really pretty interesting as well. Dovbeck, I think there's more to come from him as well. He's the big Ukrainian striker. You might have seen him in action against England over the international break. But yeah, I think this is just a game for them to play their natural game. And one of the things that really informs this pick for me it's the fact that it's Paco Lopez on the Granada bench. Now, Granada, over the international break, like you were kind of saying, these teams all have had a little bit of time to work on their defences, to shore things up a bit. And I think this game will come back to the pack a little bit more in terms of goals. But Paco Lopez has always been an ambitious manager. He's always liked his teams to play, to attack, to go after the other side. And I think he knows that if Granada are going to stay up this season, then at home is where they're going to need to get the most of their points. So it's going to be a fired-up Granada but I think Girona are just too good for them to lose this game outright right now. So, yeah, to, to win or draw over one and a half goals, I think there will be a few goals in this game. Uh, minus 124 was the pick, Dan. It's a short one. Might be enough to win the title. Um, Steve, what do you think? Well, this is where um, sort of me and Rory have different sort of betting brains, really. I would. This is the same game parlay. 
of um, you know the, the draw double chance and over one and a half goals. I, I'm always more a little bit more of a simplistic better. If it was me, I'd be taking Girona on the on the zero end Asian handicap at minus one thirty seven, or uh, the minus zero point two five. That's plus money plus one hundred eight because it's a question. It, the question is, what score lines do you want on your side? Now, Rory clearly wants the one-all draw or the two-all draw on his side rather than the nil-nil or the zero-one result. But if this ends zero-one, he's going to be fuming with himself because Probably I right. do think he's, <laughs> I think he's definitely taking on the, the, the right side. At the moment, it's early doors, but you know, Granada do seem like the worst team. In La Liga, I mean, their XGA is the worst. They can't score goals. Um, you know, it's only four games in, but it doesn't. It looks worrying for them. So I think he's definitely on the right side here. I expect probably your owner will win the match. Um, it's just one of those. I know what La Liga can get like sometimes. There is, it does have quite a high nil-nil rate compared compared to some of the other top um, divisions in Europe. And I just, I just hope for for Rory's sake, we don't get that zero-one. <laughs> you've that's called it now you've jinxed that <laughs> that's a that's a thumbs down i think um now then uh obviously head-to-head challenge uh forms the uh the main part of our show but obviously steve gives his picks as well and a shout out to steve uh ahead of his two selections here because if you've followed steve so far this season across all of our previous shows your return on investment is a very impressive 44.63 percent so uh now that um Steve has jinxed Rory. I've just jinxed Steve. Steve, give us your two best bets <laughs> this weekend. I'm sure I haven't. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough weekend, isn't it, Dan? I'm not even sure I'm that confident in my own picks um, because I think these things can go. But I'm starting with Lons against Mets, and I'm going with the home side Lons on a minus one Asian handicap, minus one thirteen. I think it was the last time I looked. Um, Lons have had a shocking start. Just one point. They have faced some tough teams, though. Uh, Monaco, PSG, Rennes and Brest away the first week was a bit of a freak match. They were two up and they blew it. I don't think Lons have suddenly become that bad overnight, though. They've got a top manager, Frank Ice. And do you know what? One Another thing you've got to consider with international breaks is if you give a really top-class head coach or manager, especially the ones that work really well on the training ground or tactics, extra time to work with their players, they'll often come up with a terrific game plan next time up and they know they really need a result here at Lons so it's a perfect fixture really Mets are not that good in my opinion they've lost the the first match of the season 5-1 at Rennes they've come back since then quite well but they've lost their top scorer George Mikutadze who's moved to Ajax 16 million pounds they're a promoted side Lons should show their quality here 17 wins out of 19 at home last year like I say, I think this is a great rebound week for them. They've got a lot to look forward to with the Champions League as well. So I think, you know, there have been a few guys on international duty, but not that many. And um, this is a great opportunity. I think they'll at least win the game. So minus one Asian handicap, one goal win uh, would get you a push on that line. So that's gonna, that's my first selection of uh, of the week. Uh, that's from France League on. We go, I'm going to La Liga for my second pick. I'm going Sevilla against Las Palmas. And I nearly actually, Dan, I actually did a voice clipping from week two show um, on Las Palmas because the same thing applies here. I, I want to be betting against Las Palmas away from home a lot this season. I've said it before. I don't like any island teams on the road. They, they're having to travel quite a long way every single time they're, they're on, on their travels. 
And um, Sevilla, you know, obviously no points yet, but I think we they're one of the they're certainly a top seven, top eight side in La Liga, aren't they? Into on paper. And I think taking them on a minus 0.75 Asian handicap here against Las Palmas at home is worth backing. Um, another thing to, to consider is is decent teams, when they've lost matches um, early on, they really feel the need and determination to rebound. It's a thing in NFL. If you lose your week one game, the top teams often rebound for the second week. RJ will know that. He's hoping the Patriots rebound uh, for um, in week two, aren't you, this week? Uh, sure am. But I think Sevilla will be... They'll have been hearing in the international break how some would have been slamming them a bit. But they've had a boost. Sergio Ramos... Sergio Ramos is back at the club. I think 25,000 came to watch him just be presented back again. Now, I think that's a huge boost. Everyone's going to be fired up. This is a very winnable fixture against the Las Palmas side. Whenever they've seen them, technically quite good but they do like goals. They're just, they're a bit toothless as well. I like the seven, minus 0.75 Asian handicap. And I'm just going to explain this handicap. If you win, if, if severe win by exactly one goal, you will win half your um, stake, half your return. So I think it's important because there is probably a good chance they win by exactly one goal here. Probably more than 50% of the time, if they win the game, it will be by one goal. Um, you know, one, one nil exactly maybe could come into the equation. I'd much rather take this handicap than the minus one Asian because you don't want to be sweating your ass off all game for ultimately a push, do you? You want something out of it if they win. So uh, I think Sevilla can rebound here. Big week for them as well. Champions League upcoming. And um, they've had the international break to sort themselves out a bit. Minus 0.75 Asian handicap against Las Palmas at minus 127. Good stuff. Those are the two official picks from Steve. We're looking for more profit from our senior handicapper uh, this week. Just before we wrap up, we've got a few leans for you, so we'll rattle through these as quickly as we can. Uh, Rory, you've gone to Spain, obviously, and you've gone to that Sevilla game here. You've got to play in this one as well. Slightly bigger odds. Explain your lean. I think Rory could well be on mute. Rory, can you hear me? There we go. Uh, Yeah, I went uh, for Sevilla over one and a half goals. That's minus 109. Uh, Kind of a lot of the reasons that Steve was saying, I think Sergio Ramos is a huge boost. We mentioned that game that was rained off about Letty. That was against Sevilla. Um, Sevilla have had their worst start in La Liga ever, I think it was. Three straight defeats. They are bottom of the table, so they really need a result here. At home to Las Palmas is as good as it gets from their point of view. And I expect them to deliver. Um, the the number of goals is obviously up in the air. Las Palmas are, a, again, a hard side to kind of beat kind of convincingly because they are so, they hang on to the ball a lot. They're pretty well coached. They're just lacking a little bit of quality. But I think when you get into Nervion, which is a kind of area that Seville's in, it's warm, it's hot. Sergio Ramos is back. We know that he has a lot of main character energy and I expect him to be the main character in this Match so yeah, I expect Sevilla to win this. I think it will probably be a few goals involved too. Is, okay. that, is that the uh, team total, Rory? That's just uh, the entire total. Uh, game total. total. So over match one and total. Goals, the match total. Right, yeah, because the team the team total for Sevilla for over one and a half is actually minus one thirty, which is not. I yeah. think that's not a bad price either, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's got shorter, actually, because I think last night was minus 120-something. So, Mm. yeah, it's got even shorter. Um, RJ, you've got a lean for us. We're going to France uh, Sunday for this one. Early start for US betters, 7 a.m. Which game? What's the pick? 
Yeah, I was looking at Lorient versus Monaco in, uh, in France at over 2.75 goals at minus 132. Uh, main reason why I omitted this play as an official one was because of the line. The price is a little low. I, I wanted to stay under 130 for, for a show play. And honestly, uh, Lorient at home have been pretty strong. They scored five and two matches. Mon Monaco on the road have had 12 goals uh, combined in their, their two road matches, three to three against Nantes, and they won 4-2 against Claremont. Um, Lorient, welcome back, uh, Benjamin Mendy, uh, formerly from Man City. So that's, it's pretty big for them, but, uh, they're a little bit inconsistent for my liking. Um, so I kind of was somewhat shying away, but I expect this to get over that 2.75 mark simply because of, of Monaco's style of play and their form to start the season. They haven't had a match that has gone under three matches. And I would expect that to continue here, uh, against a side who lost uh, Lorient, who lost 3 0 uh, last time out against Le Havre. So over 2.75. Over 2.75 goals in the Lorient Monaco game. Steve, you've got a couple of leans for us. One of them is in that game between Lorient and Monaco on Sunday morning, US time. I, I like the goals here as well. I think over 2.75 or over three could be worth backing. But any, if you're after an even bigger bit of value, then the Lorient team total is, I think, at plus 190. The last time I checked, over one and a half team total goals for Lorient, which is, mm. I think it's a massive price because Monaco away from home have conceded quite a lot of goals this season. I'm still not entirely convinced by them, by the way, full stop. they um, I think they've just taken their chances really well and some opposition teams haven't always played the right sort of style or, or tactics against them. So it's plus 170 over one and a half goals for Lorient. Uh, they, they can definitely cover that. And if you do like the goals... You're probably going to need them to net at least once for you anyway in this game. And they beat Lille 4-1 last time out at home with a really good counter-attacking style. So that's a bit of value. And I thought I'd finish the show off with a lean in Serie A. We've got to mention Serie A. Next week, we'll get plenty of talk of that because Daniele Fischer-Keller is back on the show. But Roma Empoli. Roma on a minus 1.25 Asian handicap. I think plus 103 is the price here. Again, what I've said a top coach, give them a big international window, especially when the season hasn't started well. Um, usually they'll rebound and Roma have had a poor start. They always beat Empoli. They've got an incredibly good head-to-head -head record here. Empoli are one of the big candidates to go down this season. And um, if it was Nigel Seeley, he'd be backing them to winter nil here. Um, but winter nil is not really my sort of play. <laughs> so, I mean, the one nil is always a danger with Jose Mourinho, but I, I think minus 1.25 Asian. Roma are going to win the game. They're not going to slip up here, Dan. It's just a question of whether they win by one goal or more. And um, I could see 2 nil, 3 nil here. So minus 1.25 Asian handicap on Roma. They look like a pretty good jolly, uh, pretty good favourite to me um, in Syria this weekend. Uh, and that is 2.45 Eastern on Sunday, incidentally, in Serie A. Right, reminder of the head-to-head -head picks from the boys, and then we'll get Steve's thoughts on who is going to win the challenge this week. RJ, your two official picks for the head-to-head -head challenge, defending your title, are? My two picks are RB Leipzig versus Augsburg, over 3.5 goals at minus 105. And over to France, Lyon versus Le Havre, over 2.75 goals at minus 113. Rory, your two picks to try and wrestle the championship. Yes, Atletico Madrid are pretty good at wrestling. I hope they beat Valencia. That's at plus 104. And Girona to draw or win plus over one and a half goals at minus 124 away to Granada.
should say wrestle it from RJ, of course. Uh, Steve, <laughs> if all four tips come up, then obviously RJ wins the title, slightly bigger odds, but obviously Rory's gone for the shorter prices. Um, so you can spin that either way. Uh, who's got the best bets for this weekend's head-to-head European challenge? Um, this is where I do my prediction, isn't it? And I never get this right. So I've got my coin here. <laughs> no, <not really>. <laughs> <laughs> if they get this one right, I don't. I don't. I, I'll tell you what. Look, I, I think we'll do really well. I think there's, we're going to have. I think we're going to have some losers on the show this week because it's such a hard week from all of us. It's so hard. I'd love us to go clean sweep and everything. It's just a question of hopefully we've we've selected the right games where strange things don't happen. Um, I've not got a clue. I'll just say RJ because he's the defending <laughs> champion. But Rory, Rory, we'll see you next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I owe you a job, Steve, please. Job. <laughs> Steve, have you got one right? I mean, it, it's not right. No, right. Look, have you I, got look, one right? No, this is becoming a bit of the curse of it is, Steve's isn't curse, it? isn't it? Well, Nigel um, wants right you to now. do this. Thank God he's put it on you rather than me. I think <laughs> he'll be on this. you in a minute. He'll be on you next week, Danny, <laughs> yeah. if this keeps happening. Because I, I, I can, oh, I can predict these football results in in Europe, but I can't see you predict who the hell is going to win this challenge. I think, <laughs> I, I think RJ's over three and a half Leipzig is is the one that's that's interesting because as as RJ's point pointed out, they're just missing. A bit of attacking talent. I think they'll win. I think it's just will they will there be four goals? So you don't like that pick. That that would be the one I can see where RJ's going. That would be the one I would I would be a little bit nervous about. But you know, Rory's gone for the short prices, so it's 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 easy. We wish we wish everyone well this week and hopefully we smash it. Um like I say, you know, watch out everywhere this weekend, there's gonna be some random scores. Steve, RJ, Rory, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, Steve was pointing out, look, we'll be keeping score throughout and we will declare the winner as soon as all the tips are done or when it's mathematically impossible for one to catch another. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. I will be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of RJ or Rory, who will be taking on Daniel Fissi Keller, who's just gone three for three on the international show. Uh, incidentally, he's banging form, Daniele. Stay across all the Bet Rivers content this weekend at Because We Win from all of us for now, though. It is goodbye.